We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Cody Decker. First baseman, third baseman, catcher, left fielder, right fielder, DH, pinch hitter, all-around handsome guy. On 670, the score. Fastball high in the air. Deep left field. This game is tied. Cody Decker with career home run number 200. If they're unwritten rules, why aren't they written? Because they're not rules. And now it's time for Down the Line with former major leaguer Cody Decker on 670 The Score and Odyssey Station. Presented by Circa Resort and Casino, home of the world's largest sports book. Chicago! What is up, everybody? Welcome to 670 The Score, and more importantly, welcome right here to Down the Line with Cody Decker, brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino, home of the world's largest sportsbook. Guys, if you have not checked out Circa yet, check it out online. Book your reservations now because the Bears are going to go play the Raiders in Vegas, and you got to be there that week because we're going to be there that week. October 10th, I believe, is the game. It's going to be scores week over there. It's going to be 670 the score week all week long. You got to get out there. It's going to be absolutely awesome. And with me today, who do we got? Is it, could it be? Is it studs? That's me. Hey, what's up? <laughs> oh, baby. How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm all right, man. I'm just getting a little fired up about talking about baseball and everything that I really enjoy in life. But really, we do have a text line. And what is that text line, Stud? Let the people know. 312-644-6767 is the text line. 312-644-6767. So if you guys want to chime in on the show, say that I'm a complete idiot or do the right thing and let everyone know that I am a genius, feel free to text in any of your thoughts but let's get right to it guys let's go over the games yesterday because we had a pretty good day let's go right ahead out the gate let's get a loss out of the way because yesterday you darvish taking on tukey Toussaint, san diego versus atlanta in atlanta i told you yesterday i didn't feel good about the over but i wasn't sure about the under either with those two on the mound i told you that it was a pretty sure bet that the Dod- the, the padres were going to win and that you darvish was going to win and i was Wrong! Don't you worry, though, because the American League Central came right in to help me because Cleveland is a dumpster fire and Houston is really, really good. And I told you yesterday, not only should you take the Houston Astros. But I told you to avoid the money line because it wasn't a whole lot of value. So forget about the money line. I told you to take the run line minus, uh, they were definitely going to win by more than two runs and they ended up winning by six runs. So you nailed that one. And I told you to take the over at eight and a half. And that came in huge. (laughs) 
Seattle and Colorado, not exactly a barn burner of a ball game, but for whatever reason, Colorado Rockies were favored in the game. You got a ton of value on Seattle, and I told you to take Seattle, and they won. Chicago White Sox, Minnesota Twins game two, Dallas Keuchel on the mound against Ober. You were getting a lot of good value in that game last night. I told you not only will Keuchel win, but on top of that, I thought you should take the run line over the money line, and it was huge. And then lastly, I told you about the Chicago Cubs, and I just really felt not comfortable telling you to bet on the Cubs. But I told you that the Cubs would probably prove me wrong And they did, and I lost. But I don't care. I'm happy about it because I love seeing the Cubs win. Fires me up. I can't decide what I like more, studs. Do I like seeing the Cubs win more, or do I like seeing the Cardinals lose more? It's a real close battle. There's a lot of people that feel that that kind of uh, dynamic. I personally don't really have any horse in the game. So being a White Sox fan and not really having any loyalty towards either of them. So my, my... gripe was working the game last night and having to sit through a 35 minute top of the ninth inning. I know (laughs) it's good for the brand. The Cubs won. It's great, but it's an hour of my life in in all that I'm never going to get back. Okay. I freely admit that was a very long inning. And you know what? That inning would have been a lot better if it weren't for the amount of walks that took place. Walking in two runs is just a brutal experience for everybody to watch. Unless of course, last night you were a Cubs fan. The redeeming quality. Also, if, if you're going to take that lawn for the inning, you better take the lead. And therefore Kimbrell's going to close it out in the bottom of the ninth. So I was really okay with it. It It's like, okay, they got the lead. They're going to win because Kimbrell's going to come in and go three up, three down. And we're going to get out of here. Well, we're definitely going to go over the Chicago Cubs game at the end of the show. We got to talk about the White Sox. There's apparently some issues going on with Mercedes we got to get into. Not to mention tonight's games, but let's start out right out the gate. Right here on 670 The Score, down the line with Cody Decker. Brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino, home of the world's largest sports book. Guys, I think we need to talk about the Los Angeles Dodgers. But because last night... You know, I did tell you guys that I wasn't comfortable telling, uh, t- making a bet on this game. I just wasn't. I didn't really know what to expect. We knew the Dodgers were going Johnny Allstaff, and they did. And if it weren't for this incredible comeback win last night, it, you know, it would have been a disaster for the Dodgers. But instead, Will Smith comes up in the ninth and comes up huge. Beatty at first on an 0-1. Hits one a ton! I got to say, of the Will Smiths of the world, he's got to be in my top three. Definitely top three. Well, who's number either, one? I, that's a good question, because I like the other left-handed Will Smith pitcher. And you know what? I do love me some Fresh Prince, so it's really kind of a difficult situation. It's really kind of a Sophie's choice. What there about is the no defensive, correct choice. What about the defensive end for the Saints? Where does he... I think I think he used to be for the Saints anyway. You see, I just I hate the Saints. There's something about seeing the Saints out on the field that really, really, really bothers me. So I just he's not even on the list. He's not even in the top five. Oh wow. Oh well. Yeah, I, I, I get it. And, I don't like the Saints either. And what's amazing? I think Fresh Prince Will Smith might be three. Is that strange? I don't know. I, every hmm. time I think of him now, all I see in my head is After Earth. Oh man, see, I did myself a favor by not watching that movie. Yeah, I watched it. It yeah. was good. One good. Anyways, the Dodgers last night, huge, huge win against the first place San Francisco Giants. Now they're back within one game. But, and I've been, I by the way, 
I haven't been quiet at all, all season long, telling you exactly what I think about the Dodgers. My thoughts on the Dodgers are very simple. I think they're the best team in Major League Baseball. I still think right now, this exact moment, they might still be. If not the best, they're still in the top three, top five. Keep in mind, this is a team that has been ravaged with injuries. And I know, I know, everybody, relax. Everyone's hurt. Everyone's hurt. Every team's got injuries. Every team's got devastating injuries for that matter. I mean, look at the White Sox. The White Sox are injured all over the place. Luckily, they're getting ready to get healthy, and they've been able to take advantage of a really, really down American League Central who has also been injured. Specifically, look at Cleveland. I mean, that team is that team isn't even the Columbus Clippers at the moment. I mean, I, I can't even, I can't even tell you which one of their minor league affiliates is playing in that tr- in that major league team right now. It's not the re- it's not the it's not the Cleveland Indians to say the least. And the Minnesota Twins, absolute catastrophe this season. Everyone picked them to be at the top of the division and nowhere even close. And it's looking like they're going to be sellers. And they do have pieces to sell, which is you know a good thing for Minnesota. But I don't see them coming back as a powerhouse that they've been these last couple of years. Not anytime soon. Not the way this White Sox team looks going forward. But I digress. Back to the Dodgers. The Dodgers are beat up. They're hurt. Kershaw, banged up. Betts, banged up. Bauer, I don't think we're ever going to see in a Dodger uniform again. And I'm not even sold we're ever going to see Trevor Bauer again. That's a different scenario altogether. And honestly, I don't really have any comments on it because that's a criminal matter until that is resolved by you know the people in charge. I, I really don't have a comment on it because it's a criminal matter. The Dodgers are definitely banged up. So what do they need? Betts' injury is not major. That's the good news. That is the good news for the Los Angeles Dodgers. However, they need some more pitching. This Dodger team at the beginning of the season was so overloaded with starting pitching that it was ridiculous. So much so that May wasn't even in the starting rotation. Do you know that Trevor May last year started opening day for the Los Angeles Dodgers and he wasn't even in the top five starters at the beginning of this season? That's how ridiculous the Dodgers starting rotation was this year. Tony Gonsolin started all year last year, had an incredible season for the Los Angeles Dodgers, and quite frankly, if it weren't for Tony Gonsolin, I'm not sold the Dodgers win the World Series last year or even get to the World Series last year. He didn't have a starting spot in the rotation this season. He's starting now. He did a good job earlier this week, but at the at the end of the day, the Dodgers are kind of a little rough on their starting pitching all of a sudden. Bauer's gone. Kershaw hurt. May out for the year. Price is starting games, but... David Price isn't the same David Price. It's pretty clear on that. I mean, he's not bad. He's a good pitcher. But for the amount of money that the Dodgers had to pick up, he's not quite the same David Price. The Dodgers need some pitching. And like everybody, they also need some relief pitching. Everybody does. Everybody that's a contender needs relief pitching. I know what you're all thinking. Well, on the north side, we got a relief pitcher who's pretty good, who's everybody's after. Yes, everybody's after him, including the Dodgers, but I don't expect him to go there. I just don't. If I were to make a bet right now on where he's going to end up, oh, you know, I like the Mets a lot. We talked about the Mets quite a bit yesterday. I don't think he's going to be a Met. I truly think he's going to be a Philly. And if that happens, that's going to be devastating for the New York Mets. But the Phillies need him more than just about anybody in baseball. Not only that, the Yankees need him, the Red Sox need him, the Dodgers need him, the Giants need him. I wouldn't be surprised if the Dodgers, the Giants made a big push as well. Padres need him, and he's a former Padre as well as well as being a former Boston Red Sox. But I do think the Dodgers need to bolster some arms. They got Urias on the mound tonight. 
And they are still only one game back of the Giants. And this is in an enormous series. Enormous series. And I do think the Dodgers are come out on top. But these next two weeks are going to be very, very panic-inducing for a lot of teams at the top of their divisions. 670 the score, down the line with Cody Decker, brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino. Get ready for the time of your life at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' newest entertainment destination. Bet with the pros at the world's largest sportsbook, and that is at Circa Sports. Guys, there is something I want to talk about that I, I briefly touched on on the show, and I've touched on on other shows. But this is something that has really been bothering me about this season going forward. And it has a lot to do with the National League West. Stay with me. Stay with me, baby birds. I'll feed you. National League West is the best division in baseball. Why is it the best division in baseball? It's got the three best teams in baseball. The Giants, Dodgers, Padres. All three of those teams are most likely, barring absolute collapse from one of those three, all three of those teams are going to be in the playoffs. Here's my issue with that. It's not that they're all going to be in the playoffs. It's how the playoffs are structured is my problem. Now, I'm not against division leaders, of course, making the playoffs. I don't even care if they have a losing record. I really don't. In fact, I believe it was 2004 I brought up on this show where the San Diego Padres won the NL West. And how they won the NL West? No, it wasn't 2004. It was 2005. I remember I was a senior in high school when this happened. 2005, they finished the season 500. Last game of the season, 500. And I remember John Cruck, and I brought this up the other day as well. John Cruck went on Baseball Tonight and said, there shouldn't be a team from the National League West in the playoffs. There just shouldn't be. And we're coming up to a very similar scenario with the National League East. The National League East is an absolute dumpster fire. The Mets are in first place, and they are the best team in that division, but they have underperformed at the plate all season. They seem like they're starting to come out of it a little bit which is good, and they are going to be buyers. And, of course, we all know that Bryant's name has been linked to them for weeks. And to me, I think he's going to be a Met. I truly do think Chris Bryant will be a Met. I know we don't like hearing it, but I think I give, I give it within a week and a half. I might even give it sooner. Again, we I did interview yesterday morning Mets GM Zach Scott, and we talked a lot about Chris Bryant. We talked a lot about their needs, and he kind of deferred the idea of Chris Bryant coming over there because he was, you know, Playing politics because he's a GM. He's not going to actually say to me, yep, we're after Chris Bryant, specifically Chris Bryant. Nobody else. That's all we want. We want Chris Bryant. And I asked him about Kimbrell, and he played KG about that, too. And he's like, no, no, no. We like Edwin Diaz. That's when I knew he was lying. He said he liked Edwin Diaz. No, you do not. You do not like Edwin Diaz. If you like Edwin Diaz, then there's no brain in your head, and you're currently the GM of the Mets, and I know there's a brain in your head. You're just lying. It's okay. Why don't I like these playoffs? I think they need to figure out a new way of structuring them. I do think every division leader and two wild cards is a good way to go. However, the setup of those wild cards is a problem. And this is why. The National League West is about to have three teams. Three teams with over 90 wins. Two of those teams, and I'm not, forget two of those teams. Three of those teams, by the way, are on pace for over 100 wins this season. Three teams, one division, up for 100 wins. That's never happened in Major League Baseball history, by the way. And keep in mind, we've only had the three-division thing since, what, 1994? When we started wildcard baseball, roughly? So, in the past 30 years, this has never happened. I think the closest we got was about 2001, 2002. There was a division where we had, uh, I think, 290 wins, 290 uh, win winners, and 100 win winner. The problem with this is, 
we have a potential scenario where we're going to have two teams with 100 wins playing each other in a one-game playoff where whoever wins the National League East is going to actually go with a cakewalk chance to make it to the World Series even though they just won 84 games that season. That's not okay. The Padres, the Dodgers, the Giants, they're better than everyone in the National League East. Everyone. And it's not even close. It's a, it's a, it, we're talking completely different species of baseball here. Instead, we're going to get a team with 85 wins that's going to be basically have a real good shot directly at the pennant. But we're going to have the Padres and the Dodgers, who are going to both be above 95 wins, play each other one game for one game 163. That's not right. The best teams should have the best chances to move forward. Quite frankly, I do think they just need to change the seating. You change the seating of the whole thing, done. I'm sorry. I know you don't like it if you're a fan of, of, of the, Amer- the National League East. But quite frankly, if the Mets win that division, they really should play in the wild card game. If the Phillies win that division, they should play in the wild card game. Hell, I'm not even putting it out of my mind that the Marlins can come back and win this division. That's how bad the division is. 670 the score down the line with Cody Decker brought to you by Circuit Resort and Casino. Guys, let's talk about tonight's game real quick. We got a couple of real, real good ones for you. And you pull out your Circa Sports app right now and let's get these bets in. Los Angeles Dodgers hosting the San Francisco Giants. The Giants got Webb on the mound. They do seem to think Urias on the mound has got the edge, and I tend to agree with the Circus Sportsbook. I think the Dodgers have this one. I like how Urias has looked a little bit lately. His last start was very, very encouraging. You know, he kind of dropped off a little bit, along with a lot of other pitchers once the crackdown began. But right now, I think he's going to do well tonight. There are some good hitters in that Giants lineup, however, that do handle lefties quite well. So I'm not feeling very comfortable whether or not I want to give you the over-under, but I do think the Dodgers are going to come out on top of this game. Not to mention that it is in Dodger Stadium, and not a whole lot of teams in Major League Baseball have home field advantages. The Dodgers are one of them. Chavez Ravine is... I played in Chavez Ravine. I grew up in Los Angeles. I grew up I grew up in Santa Monica, California. I grew up a diehard Dodger fan. Once I played professionally, I stopped rooting for everybody, obviously, because I just, you know, I rooted for whoever paid me. And at that time, I was playing for the San Diego Padres. When I played my I played one major league game started at Dodger Stadium. Trust me, there's a home field advantage at Dodger Stadium. The amount of things that I was told by fans at that place was pretty rough. And I was like, come on, man, I was one of you at one time. They didn't care. I like Urias tonight. Cleveland, Houston, big win by the Houston Astros. And I've told you guys before all week, I think that the Houston Astros are the scariest team, not even in the American League, arguably in the major leagues. And can you imagine if that team adds another bat? That lineup adding another major bat? Sterling Marte has been a name that's been thrown around. Even Nelson Cruz. Can you imagine either of those bats put into the lineup of Houston? You could bat them nine and no one would blink twice. My God, that team is scary. Well, they got Cleveland tonight. Morgan on the mound against McCullers. Obviously, you give the edge to McCullers on this, but there is just no value in the money line because it's minus 244. So honestly, I like the over at eight and a half. Absolutely. Minus 105. Take that immediately. You know that team's going to put up a 10 spot, not to mention they're going to win by more than one run. Take the run line. Minus 132. Absolutely. And of course, your Chicago White Sox tonight taking on Minnesota. Dylan Cease on the mound, and he has looked so damn good lately. He really has. 
He's already faced this Minnesota Twins team, what, three times so far? And his strikeouts have only been going up. I think you should take the money line on Dylan Cease. That's the only one I'm feeling really good about. I'm just looking at the pitching matchup between Dylan Cease and Pineda. And I just have no confidence in Pineda whatsoever. I just don't. I'm not sure why that is. He's not a bad pitcher. He's actually a very good pitcher. But for whatever reason, I just look at this pitching matchup and it's just, come on, not even close to me. I really feel like this Chicago White Sox team is special. I do. I really think these guys got something cool brewing here. And I love watching them. I do, man. Tim Anderson has been a bat out of hell out in this second half. I am fired up about that. These guys are getting healthy. And by the way, is there anybody more joyful to watch play baseball than Abreu? I can't get enough of this guy. It seems like he does something... And here's the thing. When I say somebody does something special every night, it's usually somebody who's like a complete pure athlete, like a Mookie Betts or a Mike Trout, does something ridiculous in the field. Just so, But Abreu does something special in a different way because he doesn't like look like he's this supreme athlete making all these flashy moves. He just gets in the box and kicks your ass. And I love that. He's just a bruiser, and I dig him. He's just he's just a he's my kind of ball player, and I just love watching him play. Huge home run last night. Big, big fan of what this team is doing. And let's talk about your White Sox because there is a little bit of controversy. Mercedes, who is in AAA right now, I believe, right? Now he's over there in Charlotte still. Well, Mercedes, who we didn't expect much out of early in the season, obviously, but look what he did. He absolutely took over that team. The the team kind of rode him for that first month. Truthfully, his the offense really got climbed on the back of Mercedes in April, and it was pretty cool to see. Kind of a surprise story. Well, he obviously had his issues. Well, if you call them issues, it was the the dumb thing with Larusa and everything that transpired. But then he fell off hard, and then he got sent down. He's doing okay, but he's putting out some cryptic t- uh, not tweets, IG posts, and basically he's teasing that he's retiring. And then he deleted everything White Sox from his IG page. Can we grow? One, first things first. Can we grow up a little bit first? Just first. Listen, I have no problem with Mercedes having a gripe with his team. At all. I can't stress that enough. And I know you guys are my, I know some of you guys who are White Sox fans. You might look at this like, oh, what is wrong with this guy? Listen, there is a lot to this. I don't know specifically what's going on in Mercedes' scenario or what's going on in his personal life or what's going on with him and the team. But I will give you an example from my playing background, okay? Back when I played for the San Diego Padres, and I've been very vocal how much I love the Padres. They drafted me. I played for them for seven years. I made it to the big leagues. I got to call myself a big leaguer because of the San Diego Padres, and I'll, I'll forever love them for it. However, I played for the Padres the worst time ever, and I asked for my release maybe a dozen to two dozen times. I had arguments with front office guys all the time. All the time. I honestly don't know why they didn't fire me. Looking back, I just like, how did you not? The amount of times I've called to yell at you. And I had very legitimate reasons. I hit 30 home runs every single year. Every year. And they just never would call me up. And they would always sit me the first month of every season. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, hey, you remember that last year when you sat me for the first month? And I hit 30 home runs after that? I could have had 40 or 50 home runs. And I could actually put myself in a prospect scenario where you can maybe move me. You guys seem not to like me, so why don't you move me? Never would do it. They would call up guys over me that were in double A beneath me. <laughs> it was just madness. And I will never forget, I did put out one tweet one time. Only once. I was very frustrated. I got a phone call from our head of player development when I was with the Padres. He told me, hey, Deck, last game of the season is tomorrow. As of right now, 
you might not get called up. But you had a great season, and I want you to know, when you go home, you need to keep swinging the bat because Yonder Alonso's Yonder Alonso's shoulders banged up. So you gotta get you gotta be ready because if we do put him on the DL, you're going up. I said awesome. I went home after the last day of the season. I'm in the cage hitting, doing all, all my stuff, getting ready for the Padres to call me. And then I get a phone call from a San Diego reporter saying, "Hey, how do you feel that the Padres just called up the Double A first baseman over you for the fifth time this season?" I was quite frankly pissed off. So I immediately text I immediately put out kind of an angry post because not only did they call up that first baseman from double a I had been catching all year that year and they called up our backup catcher from triple a that season and so I just put out and that guy didn't catch all season he was brought up to be a fourth catcher at that point you might as well have called me up so I put out a thing hey good thing I did all those catching drills and caught all those games this season really worked out like the Padres told me I was pissed I wanted out I got a phone call about 10 minutes later from our head player development, who I, I was very close with, and he just said, Deck, I just need you to take that post down. So I took it down, but I was mad. And he did apologize to me. But I was also there during a time where there was a lot of turnover. Right now, there's a lot of tur- a little bit of turnover over there with the White Sox right now. You know, you got you kind of got a new pitching coach, you got a new manager, you got a new bench coach. It is kind of a new staff. So Mercedes being there. During a turnover time can be an interesting and sometimes frustrating prospect. But I'm not sure what's going on here because he's gotten a great opportunity this year. He's gotten a chance to play in the big leagues. He's been able to contribute. Uh, No doubt at some point he's probably going to be seen back in, in the south side of Chicago. So what exactly is going on right now? I have no idea. All I know is that it's weird as hell. I have never seen anybody just put out tweets or posts on Instagram just saying, retire? Question mark? Dude, you, you've been in the big leagues this season. Why? But, hey man, if that's where you're at, I understand. Trust me, I do. As a player, as a person, I understand. That being said, selfishly, I kind of dig the guy. I, I enjoy watching him play a little bit. I hope something gets worked out, something gets figured out, is really all I can say about it. But I can tell you, those of you that might be mad at Mercedes from putting any of this out, there are more to this. There is more to the story. There always is. You know why I was frustrated and why I wanted out of the Padres so bad? Because that season I was sleeping in my car. I had no money. I was broke. And this team was stopping me from making an actual living. That's why I wanted out. And I begged them to do it. And they always said no. Politely, but they always said no. There's always more to the story when it comes to these things. And quite frankly, we just got to sit around and wait. Down the line with Cody Decker, 670 The Score, brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino, home of the world's largest sports book. Guys, let's talk about the Cubs real quick, because last night they had a sweet comeback, with the exception that it was about a two-hour ninth inning. And we all know how much studs loved that. You loved it. Come on, man. You loved watching like 14 people get walked in that ninth inning. Hey, hey, yeah. You know, if there's one thing I love, it's people getting walked and (laughs) taking 10 pitches to do it. Just taking so much time. It was a great comeback, and I did not see it coming, but I, I got a big kick out of it. So here we go, Cubs fans. We all know what's coming. However, oh my God, we're having a fire sale. Oh, the burning. However, I do have some idea of what's going to take place. And here's why. I lived through this already too many times. 
I played, again, I just talked about my time with the Padres. My entire time with the Padres, with the exception of one year, the Padres were in last place in the National League West every single time. So every year around trade deadline time, we're like, all right, Padre fire sale. Here we go. Either we're getting moved or we're getting moved up. And they did nothing every single time. Are the Cubs going to do nothing? No. I think the Cubs have two pieces they're going to move 100%. And that is Chris Bryant. And that is Craig Kimbrell. Everyone else that they could move, and they could. And I want to say this again. They could move. Now, I don't think they're going to get much back for Rizzo if they even got an offer on him. And I do think they're going to be signing back Rizzo. They could probably get a little bit for Bryant. But I don't see it happening. I just don't see it happening. I don't see them moving Brian. I don't see enough fits out there. And there are too many middle infielders that are already being, uh, too many teams are after. Escobar, Frazier, Story. I'm sorry. I just see those guys being available and seeing much easier to acquire. Like much easier to acquire. So I don't think Baez is going anywhere either. So it leaves some pitchers. Hendricks. I don't see him going anywhere because this team plans to, com- this team plans to compete next year. They are not, they're not going to give up much because they want to win next year. But they're not getting back Kimbrell and Bryant. Those guys are going. Tonight's game, they got St. Louis. What should you do? Hendricks versus Wainwright. Pitching duel. Just take the money line with the Cubs, baby. That's what I'm doing. Cubs tonight versus St. Louis. That is it for Down the Line with Cody Decker, brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino. Get ready for the time of your life at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' newest entertainment destination. That is it for me. I will be back again on Monday. That's right, but stick around right now for your Cubs pregame coverage, not to mention the Cubs proving me right. That is it for me. Thank you so much for joining me for Down the Line with Cody Decker. See you next week. Beat it. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.